Bite-Size Insights with Kantar Australia. Uh, hello everyone, this is Brian Walker-Catchpole. Uh, you're listening to Bite-Size Insights. Today I'm joined by Eric Salama, uh, Global CEO of Kantar. Um, Eric, welcome to Sydney. Thank you very much. Gorgeous day out there. Gorgeous day. Finally. Looking at the casino that's coming up. <laughs> that I look forward to spending lots of time in in the future. I think we're looking forward to spending lots of money there as well. <laughs> um, you're here for the launch of Brand Z, so the, uh, the top 40 Australian brands. We had that launch yesterday at yep. the Opera House. It was a fantastic session, obviously, and we had like, a, lot of, a lot of clients there. I was particularly interested in uh, the, 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 the part of the proceedings that you hosted. Uh, you spoke about some stuff that you'd learned speaking to our clients. I guess you're in a unique position as, as Global CEO. You speak to a lot of leading marketers. And I think there were, there were three key, uh, I guess, questions that uh, you're hearing from our clients. Could you take us through those points, I guess, and, and, and sort of explain, I guess, what you're hearing uh, from our clients so we can understand, you know, from yeah. your perspective, what those key questions are. So the Brandsy event was, was fantastic. And there was some, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen the presentation or heard about it, you really should, and you should look at the document because there's some great insights about how to build really strong brands um, in Australia and, and elsewhere. The, the bit that I talked about was just moving away from what the actual insights are to what do clients need to think about in terms of how they incorporate insights into their strategy. And I think clients are more focused now on what do they do with everything as opposed to just what are the insights. Because all of our clients have got more data than they know what to do with. All of our clients want to put data and insights at the heart of their decision making. So there's a lot of thinking going on around how do we actually take data and insights and put it at the heart of decision making? And that's kind of where the three questions that I was talking about yesterday came up. Okay, then. So that first question, I think, was talking about the gap between how marketers are currently spending versus, I guess, what they should be spending on or how they should be spending. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so, so most clients um, are pressured for budget. Um, we've got some clients, particularly in technology, who are increasing their budgets phenomenally and if I if I think about some of my clients there's there's big growth in a lot of those technology based clients and some of the big local clients around the world but some of the traditional clients if I put it that way some of the traditional packaged goods clients yeah. have got real pressure on their budget so the one of the issues for them is what should our budget be and then given that there's more pressure how should we allocate that budget given the objectives that we've got and I think the big change is a lot less inertia around how they allocate their budget. And they're really starting from the objective of what do we want to achieve and therefore how should we spend it. So we've done work with a number of clients where we've tried to categorise what they spend their money on with us and with other suppliers as well in terms of are you measuring what's going on today? Are you really questioning some of the basic assumptions that you have? Are you thinking about ways to tap into new markets? Are you thinking about how to develop new categories? So we're, we're kind of segmenting how they spend their money into, is it confirming what they know already and it's just a measurement thing? Is it really helping them grow? Is it meeting the objectives they need? And we're finding when we do that, that a lot of clients are actually spending their money in the wrong places. Okay then. Uh, I think the second point you talked about was talking about having the right tools for the job. I think, you know, the, obviously there's a lot of research products out there, there's a lot of methods, there's a lot of tools we, that we have. Can you tell us a bit about that in terms of like, I guess, you know, fitting the tool to the job? Yeah, I, I think we're, we're evolving um, into a business where we've got 
a lot of things which are automated self-service and deliver results incredibly quickly, same day, at a fraction of the cost. And at the other end of the spectrum, I guess you'd put it, much more of a consulting-based offer. So a lot more people with genuine expertise around their domains and around the area that they're working with clients. And the middle is kind of falling away. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, a healthy place for us to be, to be able to offer those things. So, so when you look at it from a client point of view, um, clients are looking at things and asking themselves, well, what do we need for the job? Where do we need really deep domain expertise? Um, and where do we really need something which is a really quick, real-time feedback? So when I think about something like Marketplace, which we launched in Australia and around the world a few months ago, um, we've got our creative testing solutions on there, Link and, and other solutions. And when we launched it, we thought that clients would, that would be suitable for small and medium-sized clients. What we're actually seeing is that clients like Pepsi and Coke and Unilever and Google and Amazon and Facebook are the biggest users of that because they're segmenting their needs. They're saying, on these kind of campaigns, we need really fast, same-day, best-cost-possible evaluation. Here, we're launching a big new brand. It's a big new launch. We need to make 100% sure that we're getting it right. We want expertise. So just from a client point of view, understanding what you need and then saying, well, what does that mean from the tools that I need and the services and who I work with? Yeah, yeah. And the third point I think you made uh, it was really interesting. I, I thought it was, it was really interesting, this idea of redefining markets so effectively, I guess, you know, setting, resetting goals uh, in categories that may be shifting, changing, or even stagnating. Yeah, I, th I think um, uh, it's really important to look at markets from a consumer point of view as opposed to the company producing the product's point of view. And as consumers, we're not as rigid in terms of the way that we think about markets as clients are. Um, so let me give you an example. We think about owning a car. Um, we think about transportation. So when we think about owning a car, the options for me are owning a car, doing a car ride, sharing, just getting a car for the day, yeah. using Uber. Those are my options. If you're a car manufacturer, you tend to think that the options are um, owning a car and which brand. So the way forward for a lot of clients is redefining the market from a consumer point of view. So it might be that actually from a consumer point of view, I'm in the market for transportation. It's not that I'm in the market for a car. Um, or I could buy laundry detergent, or there might be someone who will pick up my laundry and do it for me at a fraction of the cost. And from a cost and convenience point of view, that's better. So as a consumer, I think about the market in a different way and it's really important for, for clients to think about the market in the way that the consumers do. And when you do that, you typically end up having a much lower share of consumer needs than you thought you had, but also, as a result, a much bigger opportunity to grow. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, that's all for today. Eric, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. <laughs>